1: Com.
2: Hi, this is Emily Smith of Kirkkey Interlock Company, and you're listening to the New Warehouse Podcast. Today's safety tip is to not overlook near misses. They're often a warning sign of a more serious incident that could occur in the future.
1: Fulfillment demand continues to skyrocket and outpace available labor. To keep up, warehouse operators are turning to flexible fulfillment solutions like Six River Systems. Utilizing Six River Systems award-winning combination of collaborative robots, artificial intelligence, and operational expertise will make your associates and wall-to-wall fulfillment workflow more efficient. No new infrastructure, no change to warehouse layout, easy to deploy and scale, easy to train and retain associates, all at half the cost of traditional automation. Want to take your fulfillment operation to the next level? Go to www.sixriver.com to learn more. That's www.sixriver.com to learn more. How do you create warehouse superheroes? The answer is simple. With visual voice scan solutions from ProCensus. With record demand and labor shortages, warehouses need more effective workers and lightning-fast onboarding. Visual voice scan solutions from Census enable warehouse workers to achieve superhero performance with up to 20% improved productivity and up to 99% accuracy. Hands-free barcode scanners from ProGlove paired with wearable mobile computers is just the beginning. Improved mobile interfaces with reduced keystrokes, easy-to-read screens, custom keyboards, voice-enabled Interface and more can be realized with ease on the leading WMS platforms. Sound too good to be true? Let us show you with our one-of-a-kind virtual demo. Visit ProCensus.com to get started today. Again, that's ProCensus.com to get started. The new warehouse podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas. From the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry, a new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin.
0: Hey, it's Kevin Lawn with the New Warehouse Podcast, bringing you a new episode today. On today's episode, I am going to be joined by Emily Smith, and Emily is the segment marketing manager of logistics for Kirk Key Interlock Company. Kirk Key Interlock Company is involved in a lot of different industries, but for our industry in the logistics world, they're most involved with dock door safety, and they have a unique salvo door system that helps to create a safer environment around the dock area, which we'll get into, and Emily will explain to us as well. We're also going to talk a little bit about something that we're all familiar with right now. I think the current supply chain issues that we're seeing and large backlogs that are being created. We're going to talk a little bit about what's causing that. We're also going to talk about some of the safety implications that that also brings upon in our world, in logistics and warehousing world. And and Emily's going to talk to us a little bit about that and how we can kind of prevent some of those. So I'm going to welcome Emily to the show. Emily, how are you today?
2: Hi, Kevin. I'm good. Uh, Thanks for having me today.
0: Yeah, happy to have you on. Happy to connect with you and learn about some of this stuff. So, so before we get into kind of the supply chain issues and things like that, why don't you give the listeners just kind of a, a brief overview of Kirky Interlock Company and what it is you guys do?
2: Yeah, um, so Kirky Interlock Company, we are based out of North Canton, Ohio. And we strongly believe that everyone has the right to be safe at work. So we provide track key interlock safety solutions to the energy industry and logistics sectors that force a sequential process to take place so that personnel can safely access potentially hazardous like equipment or environments.
0: Very interesting. And now for the so you guys, like I said, you guys cover many different industries. Um, you mentioned the energy sector in there as well. Yeah. Uh, I guess give us a little, I guess, tidbit here on you know the the logistics sector and what you guys kind of cover in that
1: area.
2: Yeah. So our logistics solution is the Salvo Loading Dock Safety System, okay. and what that does is it prevents unscheduled driveaways from the loading dock door. Mm-hmm. So we use a sequential process safety solution that. Interlocks the trailer's air brakes to the dock door, okay. and make sure that that trailer cannot depart until loading or unloading is complete, and the forklift is safely out of the dock and the dock door is uh, shut closed.
0: Hmm. Very interesting, and, and I've seen the the video on your website of it, and it, it, it's a pretty mm-hmm. um, great system because I think there's you know one of the big things it has is a visual indicator for both sides. Okay. I think it it really ensures that you know no one's going to pull away and. You know, obviously, we can see a lot of issues coming from that in terms of un unannounced pullaways and and things of that nature and departures where people may still be in the trailer. All those different types of things that can happen there. So, so very interesting yeah. stuff. And so, you guys recently kind of came out with this article It's focused on safety implications of the current supply chain issues that we're seeing. And obviously, I think you know everyone that's listening, everyone, well, everyone now and. Uh, general uh, population is aware of supply chain due to the pandemic. It's been in the news and all those different things. And and people are seeing, you know, the shortages backlogs that are, that are coming up. So, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit from this article and from your perspective as well, you know, what, what factors are are causing the backlog issues that we are seeing?
2: Yeah. So there's several factors really that are causing um, this backlog. And, because they're all happening at the same time, is really what is kind of intensifying this issue right now. So, I mean, the first thing we can focus on is the growth in e-commerce. You know, it's something that we've been seeing increase over the past several years, but it's really intensified over a year or two because of the pandemic. And what that growth in e-commerce is doing is really adding a lot of pressure on manufacturers and the supply chain to meet Uh, consumers demand. You know, during the pandemic, we saw a lot of people kind of shift their buying habits. So instead of going out to those brick and mortar stores that we're used to going out to, people were changing their purchasing habits to buying online, you know, ordering their groceries to be delivered at their homes, Um, ordering fast food to be delivered at their homes. You know, you really could live quite comfortably without leaving your house for days and what we found months during, you know, lockdown. So definitely one of the contributing factors is the growth in e-commerce. In addition to that, you know, we have the pandemic affecting workforces. Mm-hmm. And you know, you think about a manufacturing facility, for example, you know, if if one employee happened to test positive, that could take out an entire workforce for some oh, yeah. some companies, you know. So that definitely affected the supply chain as well. I think I read an article back when, you know, the pandemic first happened that there was a really busy port in um, China mm-hmm. and one employee tested positive at one of their terminals and they had to shut down the entire terminal because wow. of that one employee. So, you, you know, you just think about how that affects, you know, the supply chain and goods getting to different places it's crazy yeah yeah and then you know international air travel was halted for quite a while and who knows that could happen again you know so that definitely had an effect as well goods weren't being able to be transported as easily internationally and something that i learned pretty recently was that 40 percent of global air cargo Is actually transported in the underbelly of uh, passenger aircraft. So you just yeah yeah yeah, you just think about how that affects you know the supply chain as well. Mm -hmm. And then in addition to that, you have the labor shortage, and there's several reasons you know that that has kind of occurred. One reason is the pandemic, kind of like what I just mentioned about the workforce is being affected. Mm -hmm. But also researchers have said that. Americans, particularly, have built up a savings over the past few years. Mm -hmm. So maybe they weren't happy in their jobs and decided to, you know, look for something else. People aren't rushing to find a new job like they typically would be because they have built up the savings that they can comfortably live off of for the time being. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, early retirement. Researchers are also seeing that people are starting to take an early retirement. And you wonder if the pandemic kind of had anything to do with that as well. You know, maybe people are just yeah. deciding to, you know, spend more time with their loved ones, just kind of have a, a renewed look on life, you know. Mm-hmm. So those factors have definitely contributed. And the labor shortage, like, its we're definitely seeing that in warehouses, ports, and the global truck driver shortage. So the truck driver shortage specifically, you know, it's, it's an industry that has an older workforce mm-hmm. and we kind of knew that this was going to be an issue eventually, yeah. but the issue just happened to be right when all everything else is happening. So it's kind of, you know, intensifying it even more. And the truck driving industry is actually having quite a hard time um, attracting new workers to the industry. They're struggling to, you know, alleviate that shortage and the effects of it with the backlog and the supply chain. So definitely a lot of factors kind of contributing to this and they're all just happening at the same time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've certainly heard uh, a bunch of them from, you know, other guests on the podcast as well and just, you know, working in the industry as well. And, I, you know, I've experienced the labor shortage firsthand as a warehouse manager, not being able to get employees in the door and get them to stay and i think it's it's pretty Mm -hmm. interesting because it's almost like you know these things were like on the horizon a little bit and then what we you know we're kind of we're working through it before the pandemic and then pandemic hit and then it really slowed things down and it kind of just burst the bubble in a sense and and a lot of these things like kind of really came to light and really occurred and now we're now we're feeling the impacts of it um not just in you know, the supply chain industry, but, you know, as consumers as well, and just people in general and the general public, everybody yeah. is experiencing some of the impact. So, you know, with these things and, you know, oftentimes in our, you know, the warehousing logistics world, when we get behind and, you know, we get backlogs and things like this, you know, we have a tendency to try and speed things up as, as much as we can because it's mm-hmm. always like, you know, it never it never stops essentially for us, right? You know, a lot of times things can get pushed aside through the normal process so we can cut corners and and different things like that. So, you know, I think that's something that maybe is not being highlighted as much as, as part of these kind of supply chain issues that we're experiencing. So, so why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the impacts on safety that these issues are having in our logistics and, and warehousing world?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Kevin. I definitely think we're going to start seeing some of these things are affecting safety. For one, you know, with the labor shortage comes new staff. Right. You know, a lot of times, we are trying to hire people very quickly in order to get them on the floor and, you know, help get them, um, you know, goods out the door and more people on the floor. So with that, sometimes, you know, you shorten your training process um, in order to get them out there quicker. And unfortunately, you know, risks are associated with that. And then you take a look at the driver shortage And in order for more drivers to become qualified to drive trucks, some agencies in some locations are actually shortening the driver test so that they can get more drivers through. But unfortunately, they are taking out some of the very important skills in the actual test in order to shorten it. And one thing that they have removed in one specific agency was the reversing maneuver and you know that's kind of crazy to think about when you you look at a warehouse and you think well pretty much all trucks have to reverse back you know to a loading dock in order to unload or load their goods most blind move too probably yes it's pretty you know common so that's definitely concerning and you think about that on top of Um, an already dangerous environment that the loading dock can be. So 25% of all industrial accidents actually take place at the loading dock. So it's just, it can be quite concerning thinking about, you know, the new staff inside the warehouse, new drivers who potentially don't have a lot of experience reversing in an already dangerous environment. Definitely something to be concerned about. In addition to that, you know, like you mentioned, inside the warehouse, there's the added pressure to constantly work at a faster pace. Yeah. You know, more efficiencies, increase. You know, low time or increase cycles, load cycles. It's just there's always that that pressure, and when that added pressure, you know, is present, there's shortcuts, and that's when accidents and you near know, misses can occur. So, you know, it's definitely just a a bit concerning of, you know, how this can all impact safety here.
1: We'll be back after a quick break.
0: You hear a lot about supply chains these days because if the past couple years have taught us anything, it's that an efficient, well-managed supply chain is absolutely critical to keeping businesses successful and consumers happy. I'm Will Haywood and I host a podcast called All Business, No Boundaries, where we talk about supply chains, how they work, what happens when they don't, and the innovations that are redefining what's possible in the world of logistics. Join me for insightful interviews with thought leaders and industry experts. We discuss how optimizing supply chains can break down the barriers that are holding businesses back. That's All Business, No Boundaries by DHL Supply Chain. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you have a lot of really great points there. I mean, the one big thing I think is is huge that sometimes I think people don't put enough importance on and and really think about before they make the decision to go the other way is is making sure that you're doing the full training for for your employees, whether it's for mm-hmm. you know whether it's for somebody coming in who's just going to be like taking out trash or somebody coming in who's going to be operating a forklift or driving a truck like you mentioned I mean you know it, it doesn't matter at all levels I think the training needs to be sufficient so that you know they're not causing a safety issue or even you know we talk about the person maybe a porter just taking out trash in the, in the warehouse cleaning up a little bit yeah. you know if they're not going through the training fully and and made aware of you know the machinery that's working around them and you know what they should do around that machinery who has the right of way in certain areas it can be very dangerous it could be deadly in some aspects i mean you know and and like you said you know speeding up and trying to get things done faster is you know right now there's there's so much pressure i think just you know in the world in general just to clear the backlogs and you know get containers in the port and all these things but you know we have to pump the brakes at some point and, and realize, you know, there is safety that still needs to be involved and you know, we shouldn't be uh, cutting those corners. So, Mm -hmm. so how do you think that companies can help to prevent these safety issues from occurring? So, I mean, you know, they're feeling the pressures, but how can they kind of deal with the pressure without cutting those corners that we're talking about and, and reducing on certain things that really need to be mandatory no matter what?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend that companies kind of take a proactive approach to safety. I think a lot of times people are very reactive to it and they wait for either a near miss or accident to kind of occur before they want to put a safety process in place. And really, you know, that's not the best way to do it. Like it's really important to prioritize safety and well, there are so many pressures, it's important to take a step back and really remember that your your forklift operator, for example, he, he's a person, he has a family, he has loved ones, and it's it's not, it's your, your performance shouldn't come before the safety of your employees. Yeah. So I think sometimes people forget that. And you, you need to put yourself in their shoes. And if If you don't feel safe or if you feel that they don't feel safe doing the processes that are currently in place at your facility, then it's time to pause, take a step back, and put those uh, processes in place that will protect your workers while still allowing your warehouse and loading dock to perform efficiently.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, I've been fortunate to work in some pretty safe environments but Mm -hmm. i mean i have heard some stories from employees that have hired and temps that have you know come through different facilities i've worked in and you know some of the things that companies i don't know if allowing would be the right word or just don't just look the other way or don't discourage is is pretty incredible i mean when you talk about you know, I've heard stories of people, you know, saying that you know they didn't have no forklift, so they would climb up the racks to get product out of the rack with no harness or anything like that. Is pretty yeah. wild, Very. you know. People standing on the forks of forklifts and having somebody else lift them up mm-hmm. when you're not supposed to do that on that type of forklift is uh, pretty crazy. I mean, so it it's really something that. You know, I think that the pressure really builds on a lot of companies, and you know, some of them, I just think, you know, some of those stories I'm talking about, obviously, are, are extreme. And I don't think uh, pandemic or no pandemic, backlog or no backlog, they they don't really care about safety from my perspective. But you know, when the pressure starts to mount, if your safety program is not like airtight and like very strong you know, that little bit of pressure can can make you kind of break and, and go in a different direction. And I, I think it's important that you're establishing that safety culture and, and putting the trainings in place and, you know, not just only doing training, but, you know, being proactive. And, and you mentioned in there, I think, something very important about, you know, a lot of times safety programs or safety um Preventive measures don't go into place until an accident happens, right? So, mm-hmm. so it's more yeah. about being proactive than than reactive. In that sense, I think that's a huge part of safety. So, so it's very interesting. I mean, to hear from your perspective on this, and you know, I'm I'm curious. You know, what do you think is probably? I mean, from your perspective, and and I guess the clients that you know Kirky is dealt with. Like, what do you think is the one big one big safety issue that you you hear the most coming from customers?
2: I think probably the lack of communication sometimes. Mm, I think communication can definitely cause issues if, you know, people aren't communicating clearly. And I think that can definitely, you know, cause additional issues uh, either within the warehouse environment, at the learning dock. I think clear communication is something that is super important. Whether you're, you know, walking through the warehouse and there's forklifts present, just just knowing uh, the process there, knowing the process at the dock, allowing clear communication between drivers and forklift operators, I think clear communication can definitely, you know, solve a lot of the issues that are present sometimes in the warehouse and loading dock environment.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really interesting one. Actually, communication—I I think that's a huge thing. And like you mentioned, there's so many, so many different points in the environment where communication can can fall apart and really create mm-hmm. a lot of issues. And I think you, know, you mentioned the the doc there. I know you guys kind of focus in on the dock and obviously communication is, is difficult sometimes because you have a driver potentially outside and you're inside some some concrete walls or inside their trailer, so it can be difficult to, to communicate with them. But, you know, one thing I think we touched on a little bit in the beginning here is the, the Salvo door system that you guys offer. Tell us a little bit more about that and how it kind of addresses some of those communication issues.
2: Yeah, so... The Salvo Loading Dock Safety System really ensures that the driver um, of the truck or trailer has clear communication when it is safe to pull away from the loading dock. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, inside the warehouse, our system allows for a forklift operator to clearly uh, understand when it is safe for them to load uh, the trailer as well. So it's it's really eliminating uh, human error at the loading dock and really forcing that sequential safety process to take place, so that you know people are safe and that loading dock operations are both efficient, simple, and and safe.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting, and I, I love that it really puts the truck like on on lockdown. Because I, I mean, I have seen like you know some other locks, and I mean, I've seen people just bust those locks and actually steal trailers out of a yard before as well. So very interesting stuff. And, and I, I'm curious, you know, how did that kind of door system come about? I mean, what, what was the idea there? And I mean, what was like the initial, obviously I, I imagine some type of issue was, was present and somebody came up with this system. So I'm curious how that came about.
2: Yeah. So the system actually originated out of our sister company Castell Safety International in the UK and they had heard just from some of their um, other customers that you know driveaways at the loading dock was definitely an issue so I think it was about 15 years ago now they had um, come up with this solution And then just recently it was brought over to the U.S. through Key Interlock. And, you know, we've been servicing our customers here in the U.S. with that solution as well.
0: Very interesting. Yeah, I love to hear the origin stories of some of this stuff because so much stuff in our logistics world and warehousing world, like the solutions stem from real issues that people are having. And I, I think that's really great. So. So very interesting stuff um, to hear from you, Emily, obviously very important stuff regarding safety. And I think, you know, the big lesson here is make sure that, you know, you're having great communication with your teams and those people that you're working with as well, including truck drivers. And then also ensure that, you know, you're not putting safety by your side while you're trying to get through backlogs and, and different types of pressures, make sure that safety still remains key. And number one, to prevent any issues. So, Emily, if people want to find out more information about Kirkkey Interlock Company, how can they do that?
2: Yeah, we have our website, uh, www.kirkkey.com. And then we are also pretty active on LinkedIn as well. So feel free to follow us there.
0: Okay, great. And we'll put all that information on thenewwarehouse.com as well. And we'll also put a link to the article so people can read it in full. So Emily, thank you so much for coming on the show. and follow along.